Are you ready to hear a great story about how God absolutely changes lives? So much of what we hear today from our secular media is often only bad news. It can be so depressing. The secular media only tells us what people are doing around the world and things aren't going so well. We do these episodes to tell you what God is doing around the world. And let me encourage you, God is doing great things, awesome things, amazing things. Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions where we help you support indigenous church planting pastors who are powerfully reaching their own countries for Christ in many of the least reached countries in our world today. Thank you for your prayers and support. Hundreds of you are supporting hundreds of these indigenous church planting pastors. You're sending them into full-time gospel ministry. So many lives are being transformed in fulfillment of the Great Commission. Right now, we continue our conversation with Pastor B, our church planting movement leader from Bangladesh. One of my favorite questions to ask anyone, and especially our indigenous church planting pastors, is how did you come to know Jesus as your Savior and Lord? Get ready to be encouraged, because that is the topic of today's episode. All right, it's great to be back uh, with all of you that are listening and with our brother from Bangladesh. Pastor B, how are you doing today? Uh, by the grace of God, I'm doing good. This is a really blessing to share what God doing in my life and in Bangladesh. So thank you for listening. Well, I'm excited about the topic we get to explore because all of us have a story. All of us have a testimony. And Pastor B, uh, I'm excited for you to share with us uh, just how you came to Christ living in Bangladesh in this unreached area. And uh, let's get into that, you know, your story of salvation and begin right, you know, kind of uh, as you were growing up as a child, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about your family and just take it from there. Well, uh, first of all, I want to give thanks for reminding me how God started to work in my life very early days. Uh, I born in a small island, very remote area, and a non-Christian family. My parents were not believers. So surrounding my uh, villages, the people I live with, most of them are Hindus, and there is only a Catholic church there, and that is was looked like a Catholic uh, Hindus customs and culture. They worship the idols and uh, my family, they also do that. And initially, I hate the Christians. I don't like at all because I heard a lot of things about them. And if I see any Christians, I personally feel that I should persecute them, that uh, they're not good at all. So that was my personal uh, uh, view or personal uh, uh, point uh, about the Christians. When you say you grew up a Hindu, what was that like? I mean, how did you worship? What was your thought about God? Or, I mean, really, you're worshiping millions of gods in Hinduism, right? Tell us a little bit about what that was like for you and your experience. Well, in my area, you know, every month there was some festival, like a different kind of idols, uh, like uh, Durgas, Kalis, and uh, there is... Uh, many, many things. Sometimes they have uh, called a uh, Saraswati uh, worship. What is Saraswati? Saraswati is a um, 
a god of education so as i am a student so i love to worship her because she can give the knowledge she can give the uh, education experience so it was a need based worship you know like uh, there is another god called saturday god uh, if you translate in english but in bangla it's called uh, shoni god it means uh, he is a uh, he is a god to control your uh, success so if you don't worship him so maybe you can lose your future or career so those kind of things uh, we supposed to be worship and uh, near me there was a big temple and big places where uh, i supposed to be go and spend time with my uh, friends and enjoy but another thing is like uh, my parents uh, more focus on me to be good educated so later on uh, rather than going even the hindus place i more concerned on the education so i uh, i look like be not atheist but not much concerned on the hinduism or any religion so i was just growing like a without a religious practice and faith hmm. so you weren't a, like a radical you know hindu this wasn't a big huge part of your life it was just the culture the family that you grew up with and i mean mom dad brother sisters uh i had only uh, mom and dad and brother and no sisters so yes uh, they did but my dad had some opportunity as he was work with a, a shipping line so sometimes he went to the catholic uh, church uh, because catholics has a, a mary's uh, idol it's look like a durgas so two three times i went with them to the catholic church also and we could get into this we won't but that the catholic church in bangladesh is so pagan it's uh you know idol worship True. it's completely different than it is in the united states it's unrecognizable they contextualize actually they contextualize with the hindus community because uh, they put all those idols so they thought oh we are worshiping same religions yeah. in the catholic church wow okay so you know this is you growing up and then you kind of come into your high school years is that correct i mean you really had never heard about jesus as such you know until really what high school uh yes because i want to tell a little bit here also in bangladesh context there are very less christians so many places you never know that there is a christianity or there is jesus or anything so it's look like same to me i never have any encounter or opportunity to meet the real christians till my high school mm wow Okay. And you're just it sounds like going through high school you were just, you know, a student. You were passionate about learning, is that correct? That's what you were into? Uh, definitely. I was I was really good students because uh, my parents they really want me to be a good educated as I am the oldest son in my family. So in Bangladesh context, you are uh, your family is depending on you. So you can earn a lot of money through your education get a good job uh, and uh, all those things even my father's side all my cousins sisters and brothers they are very educated some of them today become doctors so uh, they can earn a lot of money you know okay so that's why i i concentrated more on education <laughs> so it sounds like that was kind of your god just to you know become a good sure. student did you want that's what you wanted to be as like an educator a teacher is that it 
that was a primary goal that I would be an educator, like a, a college professor hmm. or teacher or something like this. Yes. Okay. So what happens? You know, how do you hear about Jesus? Well, uh, I meet very strangers, some of the young people uh, on one day. They come to me and introduce themselves that, uh, hey, uh, we are a Christian. Can we talk? So immediately when I heard the word Christians, I was really, really crazy for them that I says, no, I have no interest. In I don't want to hear anything about you. So look like this. So uh, they actually uh, still loving. They still um, hearing and uh, they still uh, says, well, brother, no, no hurries. Don't be upset. But if you want to know, uh, we want to share something with you. I says, no, go ahead. And initially I closed the door, like close the door means I closed talking uh, to them on those days. Hmm. And how old are you at this point? Uh, it's looked like 16 plus, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And wh- then what happens after that? Well, uh, again, they came next week. You know, Friday was our school holiday. So every Friday they try to meet me. And I was so disturbed. I says, why you are doing this? But next day they says, well, we came to invite you. We have a uh, one-day camp. I said, what does means camp? He says, boys and girls, they will come together. They will spend time together, have some fun like this. Then I thought, oh, this is not bad. There will be girls there. There will be boys there so we can know each other. It's looked like uh, different intention, you know, what happened in the teen age, that meeting the friends. So I says, well, I can come. And they says, oh, thank you so much. Uh, please come. And they give me an address that where they will meet. Uh, this is little, maybe five miles away from my home. And I says, well, I will come. And I went there next Friday. I see quite a good number of young people, very good people there. Uh, some girls is there. I says, oh, very good. But, you know, immediately they started Bible study and singing <laughs> and all those things. It's very boring for me. <laughs> uh, I thought, oh, no, I am in the wrong place. So what happened? Uh, they have a lunch break. They prepare the lunch for everyone. But I don't take lunch. I don't tell them that I'm going back to my home. So intentionally, I skip this meeting and come back to home. Here is a very uh, good point. Uh, I don't know, maybe this is Holy Spirit or God. Well, that time I never knew anything. I start to think that why I am different than them, like uh, why I don't like the fellowship they're doing. This is simple questions uh, come in my mind and that's it. But the problem happened next week these fellow guys came again. I saw them and I thought, oh my gosh, they will maybe uh, complain me. They will ask me that, Bonnie, uh, why you uh, came back, not attend with us, not have lunch with us, uh, means they will complain. But they closely come and they're smiling and they says, thank you. And says, did we make any mistake that you don't like and you live with us? And that's really, really a, a point to little bit give a interested uh, to talk to them because I thought that if I am their place, I should 
give them slang language or bad word or complain that, hey, uh, I invited you, you don't stay, but rather than they're more lovely. And I says, no, actually, uh, this this was not make me any sense. Uh, he says, any problem? I says, no, it's look like uh, only you are singing or you are uh, reading your own scripture called religious scripture Bible. Even I know only that Bible is a Christian scripture because in our uh, book, uh, uh, they introduced the religious book like Quran is for Muslims. Gita for the Hindus, Bible is for Christians. So I have just this basic knowledge that the Bible, the reading, this is for their own religions. Uh, make it short, uh, they're more lovely. They start to more open. And this is, uh, if you have any uh, questions about us or if anything, you, you feel free to come and um, uh, uh, please uh, open and talk. I said, well, I will see that. Uh, what can happen. They also a little bit give some very brief about Jesus Christ and why they are coming to us. Even I don't like uh, those kind of things. So uh, they left back and the problem happened when I came to my uh, room. I start to think again and again that why those people is different than me. Why they are so lovely. Why they are so loving and passionate. Uh, to me, and uh, I was just waiting to think more. Again, they came next week, so it's almost now three weeks. <laughs> so they give me a New Testament, and wow. uh, they give me a New Testament. And uh, I was initially I don't want to take it, but this is take it. Uh, this is a nice storybook. Uh, there is a lot of story about Jesus, but more more than uh, more than that. I says what. He says, you can read it, and I believe uh, you will like it. I said, okay, I take it. I bring it my home, and I don't know where to start. Should I start from uh, beginning or end? Uh, but I start from very back. and uh, It's called Revelation, you know. <laughs> and I was just reading and reading, and I kept chapter 3, and then I came uh, verse 20, and I don't know anything. But I was just reading and uh, Jesus saying, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with the person and they with me. I was just little thinking. I says, I, I worship many gods, but I never heard that kind of things that God can stand at my door and knock me. Even he can fellowship with me he can eat with me is this possible i was just thinking but i think that time there was a holy spirit come upon on me i kneel down i and i don't know how to pray but i was just saying if you really a god if you really something mm. i want to experience that you come today really in my house in my door wow. and you can fellowship with me you know i was just challenged but uh, Pastor Mark, I, I don't know how can I explain you, but that was a real, real encounter with Jesus. Like <laughs> he came on me. Wow. He really uh, opened me and I start to tell all my sin, like what I did, what my wow. mistake, how I am, uh, how I did uh, bad with my younger brother, 
how I talk uh, slang, wow. bad word with my mouth to my dad, mom, and uh, stealing fruits and um, so many things. And I don't know that all about sin. I don't know. But I was just telling, 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 and it goes at least one hour. Mm-hmm. And I was crying and kneeled down and I says, I don't know who you are, but I believe that uh, you, that Jesus, please help me that I can overcome. Wow. And I was just crying, crying, crying. And after that, one time I feel that there was a fresh, uh, how I say, peach in my heart. Like I'm, I was very, uh, before I was very heavy. Now I become very tiny. How I say, like losing my weight or something. Like I mm. feel very uh, comfort and all those things. But I don't know what happened. Immediately what I take decision, I took, okay, I should go to them and I tell this experience what happened because I really need to know what happened. So uh, next day, rather than they came, I tried to found them and I I know a few names and I went there, I found them and this is what happened. They're a little bit surprised that I back to them. I <laughs> says that wow. happened last day. And then they explained me, they take time and they start to disciple and this is Jesus really come to you and wow. he really touched you. If you believe, then you need to give your life to uh, Christ. And I don't know what does mean give life to Christ. I said, should I die for him? Uh, suicide or something. This is no, you don't need to suicide. You, you get a new life. So it means you need to surrender your life. You need to trust him. So they really uh, disciple me and it takes those one year time. And, and then I decided I would take baptism. So for so for one year after that, you're growing in your faith, being discipled. Yes. And then you're baptized. Wow. I mean, so the love of these new Christians, and you start at the end of the Bible. <laughs> you start at Revelation. And that one year was like a hiding, like uh, nobody knows what happened. Mm. Only my mom saw that I have some changes. Means uh, yeah. uh, before I was a little bit playing different, and now I, I do reading. Sometimes I go to, uh, every Friday, I go to uh, have a group Bible study with them. Mm. So those kind of things. But they don't know what is happening. But I was like sidetracked, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not a uh, different track. I started a different wow. track. Well, you're both- uh, that's happening. Yeah. Wow. So you are a new person in Christ Jesus. I mean, God just broke into your life in such a, a beautiful way. And brother, uh, one thing I want to mention here, I never... I never forget those days that how Jesus can change mm. life of a people who never experienced Jesus. Because, uh, yes, I am in the ministry now. I am trying to bring people. But the day Jesus came to me, it was, uh, I don't know how I experienced, but very, very special and very precious to my life. Mm. Uh, I'm thankful for that. Wow. What an experience, Pastor B, and how, like you just said right there, God was preparing you in even the experience you had in your salvation to prepare you for the ministry that you would have in the future. You know, we love because he first loves us. Salvation, we know, is the sovereign work of God, right, where he initiates that in our lives. And he even gives us the faith to believe upon him like you experienced. That's a gift of God. It's it's incredible. So, you come to Christ within, the, you know, you're a teenager. Um, you're just finishing up high school, I think, is what's going on. And um, 
So what happens? I mean, eventually your parents find out. What happens? Well, uh, actually, I told them uh, after my baptism, I told them that uh, uh, I accept Christ and you need to accept Christ because the way you are leading life, uh, this is not right. I I, I talk hmm. very frankly. I <laughs> says this is a wrong wrong way. So I choose the right way. And when I was just talking these things, uh, they were so surprised and they don't believe it that what I'm saying. And he said, uh, my dad says, are you crazy? <laughs> I don't say anything. Uh, my mom says that uh, maybe he has some problem. He will change his mind, take time. I says, no, uh, there is no other option. Uh, rather than following Christ. Um, that was really, really not good. Uh, in between, there was more discussions. Uh, they tried to uh, convince me that uh, Christ is not the right person or Christianity has many problems and so many things. They they tried uh, to explain me. They also told me that um, they, they tried to uh, misguide you. You will lose your career, lose your education. And finally, they says not only that, but if you still don't listen to us, you will lose all your inheritance. Even you will no more in the family. You have to have your own education. You have to have your own food and all those things. So uh, if you don't hear us, go ahead. No more in the house. That means initially they kicked out me uh, from the family, and uh, that is very practical in Bangladesh. Like. When anyone wants to uh, follow Christ, even the Muslim law says, if you change your religions, you will lose all your inheritance, means land, house, money, property, and everything. So um, it, it, it seems that, but I was desperate because I know that Jesus assured me that uh, he will with me. Also, he says that uh, if anyone to follow me, they want to carry my cross. So I understand that I, time has come that I have to carry uh, my cross. So I said, well, if you, if you don't like, I will uh, go. Wow. So next day, next day, actually, I um, took my some books, a few clothes, one mosquito nets, one blanket only from my family. And I, uh, I, I go away from my home. Still, I have a small... Uh, box with me in the days after maybe 27 years or 25 years. Still, I have that memory wow. in a small box. All those things, I keep it <laughs> as a souvenir. <laughs> wow. To of what you walked out of your house with at 17 years old, yeah. kicked out for coming yeah. to know Jesus Christ, and you've kept that box. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, we're, we're <laughs> that's... That's that's amazing, Pastor B, and uh, we're going to get into what happened after that in our next segment. But, you know, you'd mentioned that, uh, and thank you for your testimony. I mean, that touches us all so deeply. You know, I think we search our hearts. You know, if we had to lose our inheritance, be kicked out of our home for Jesus, you know, would we pick up our cross and follow Christ, you know, with a little box of belongings and say, no, it's worth it? Uh, that's that's deeply moving to just hear that. Uh, Pastor B, you know, I know there are so many young people that are turning to Christ in Bangladesh, like you. 
you know, little pastor bees that are being raised up through the church planters that we support. We're going to talk about that later. But how can we pray, you know, just for these young people that are turning to Christ, that are having to pay the price? Many of them, I, I know in your ministry today, they're coming to Jesus and they're having to face that moment where they're being disinherited. Um, how can we pray for just the youth that are turning to Jesus? How can we come alongside them and pray for the young pastor bees that are being raised up right now that have to pay that price? Thank you for asking. One thing I want to mention here, like uh, for the listeners or you also, today how I am uh, giving my testimony, this is very easy or maybe I am laughing. But the day I passing in many years back, that was not very easy mm. because I have to left, look like Abraham left everything mm. by the call of God. I have to left my friends, family, mm. food, comfort, shelter, all those things. Means mm. yesterday I was everything. Today I become empty. So you understand like yeah. the situation of that. So there is a prayer point. Pray for the strength of uh, the young people who really accept Christ and stand like this. So they cannot, I was I was so much deserted, you know. Even I, I take initiative, but when I was just walking, I have to cross a river from my home and come in a road to uh, take a bus to the city. So when I was just crossing by a, a boat on the river, I was crying, you know, but it was not a sound coming, but only tears coming from my eyes because I don't know that I will ever back to home or village or I can see my school friends. I can see my uh, village friends, all those things. So you, you understand like totally yeah, yeah. different scenarios. Yeah. So I think this is a point you need to pray that God give the encouragement. God give a uh, special faith so they can overcome like me. Also pray for them that uh, they can get the opportunity like God give me opportunity. Maybe next testimony I will share like when I came, how God really, really with me every step. So pray that God be uh, every step. Wow. Yeah. Praise the Lord. We will. Our listeners will pray. I know they will. We're all so touched by this, you know. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And uh, Pastor Amen. B, you know, that's been your testimony from 17 years to all the way today. Thanks for sharing with us your story. We're moved to pray for young people in Bangladesh or of all ages that are coming to Christ and having to pay a price like this. God will give them strength and his grace. Yeah. One more thing I want to mention here uh, for the listeners. Uh, who are hearing my voice? I don't know how you are going in your pathway. In U.S., also, you have different difficulties following Christ. Don't give up. Mm. How Jesus blessed my life, same way, mm. he will bless your life. Thank you. Amen. That's a great word. <laughs> Let's not give up, you know? Absolutely. Let's persevere. Be those overcomers in Christ. You know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor B. And uh, we are blessed by your words today. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor B, for sharing with us the story of your salvation. I don't know how Pastor B's story is hitting you, 
But I just, I continue to picture a 17-year-old boy, disinherited, kicked out of his house, packing up all his belongings in like this little box and like Abraham walking across a river into only God knows where in Bangladesh. This is so often the price our brothers and sisters pay who live in these least-reached countries of our world. They're often rejected by their families, disinherited, kicked out. Their salvation comes with great joy, but also very often with great persecution. I've been in meetings with our church planners when I've asked them, how many of you have been kicked out of your house because of Jesus? 70% of the hands go up in the room. Pastor B alluded to this scripture. Jesus said this to all of us in Matthew 10, 37 to 39. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. What a timely moment to really think about our relationship with God and our commitment to Jesus Christ. Here's your action step of the day. Pray for new believers who are coming to Christ daily in Bangladesh. Many of these new believers are being discipled and trained to become church planners. Dozens of them are facing many challenges, including persecution, often from their own biological families. Pray for their strength, their courage, their spiritual growth. Pray for their encouragement and perseverance, even joy in the midst of the persecution they're facing. Pray also for God's provision for their life. Share this podcast with a friend. Thanks so much for being with us today. I pray you've been encouraged, challenged, and inspired in your faith. Join us next as Pastor B from Bangladesh shares with us the story of his call into ministry. What happened after he got kicked out of his house? God never abandons his children. God provides and leads his children into his plan for their lives. I can't wait for you to hear that story. Until then, may the Lord bless you.